We've got the team together with the opinion and selections. Let's get it started. RSN 927's Melbourne panel. Great to be with you on this Saturday morning, July 23, and it's the final group race of the, the season here in Victoria, of course, with the Group 3 Bletchingly Stakes. It's a pretty handy nine-race program as well at Caulfield, so let's get stuck into our preview and welcome in the team. Warren Huntley, hello to you, and it might be the middle part of winter, but the spring's not far away, especially with a, a Group 3 today, the Bletchingly Stakes, and some very nice... Uh, um, a group of thoroughbreds trialling around the state recently as well this week. Absolutely, Gareth. Good morning to you. And, yeah, when you've got the Bletchingley and then you're, you're leading into to races like the PB Lawrence, not that far down the track, you know that spring is in the air and looking forward to getting to Caulfield today. David Gately, along with Warren Huntley, I would imagine be frustrated Tigers support. I don't know if I've ever seen a footy club in the last three to four weeks, Gator, lose the unlosable matches in a way. Hello, I'm here. Uh, hello, I was just talking about the Tigers losing the uh, losable matches the last month. Yeah, no. Uh, again, in fairness, Frio missed some dollies too. So, um, yeah, geez, I can't close it off. No. Uh, Mark Hunter, did you enjoy Mildura yesterday? No, I kept my losing record intact. Uh, Gareth, I haven't won up here for three years and I showed no sign of changing things yesterday. Ross Lanyon and the team, did they look after you, however, there? They always do. It's the best hospitality in the business up here. And, yeah, love coming up each year. All right, mate. How do you think this track at Caulfield will play? We're on a soft five rails out six metres. And I guess we're... Well, it's a, a decision that the punters will have to make or is it a case of just wait and see whether the, the, the predicted showers arrive um, by the time the, the meeting or as the meeting goes on or after the meeting? Well, Gareth, I haven't had a chance to walk it this week, but I walked it last meeting when the rail was three... And I thought there were a couple of good lanes inside. Then it got wet. Now, the rail here has gone out to where I reckon the worst ground was last time having walked it. So I'm anticipating the fence might be avoided pretty early in the day. Yep, and Timmy Bailey was suggesting that as well, especially if the rain does come. Okay, let's um, say a big hello to Nicole Thomas joining the RSZ 927 family on a Saturday morning. Hello to you, Nicole. Welcome back. Hello, hello, Gareth. Uh, Good to be here. Are they backing any horses at Caulfield? Yeah, they are. Well, this is a terrific meeting and there's not too many deductions, not too many scratchings, which is good. They're not holding back at all, the punters, some really well-supported favourites and a couple of roughies as well. All right, then let's have a look at the two-year-olds going around in the first race. This race uh, to start at five minutes past 12. It's over the 1,200 metres and you can scratch the four hayfee, but I think they've come for this favourite here, Nicole. They have indeed number six River Ribble four eighty into two dollars sixty. So there is a thirteen cent deduction to note, but that's still a really big move there. Thronbone's also been well supported. Number one five dollars into four dollars. Torchu could number three five dollars and solid in the market. Number two Cusack six out to eight fifty. Showpin number five is seven fifty out to eight fifty. And Chester Warrior number eight eight out to the eleven dollar quote. Penultimate one number seven twenty six out to thirty four. And War Chime number nine is fifty one out to eighty. One, but excellent money for that favourite River Ribble and some money for Thrombone as well. Yeah, the Freeman's racing manager, um, Brad Taylor, gave River, River Ribble a really good push this morning. But so did Jerome Hunter with Thrombone, who's won his last couple. Um, Greg Urell's confident taught you could, from a better Barry, will run a, a big race. And um, Benny Hayes gave Chester Warrior a good enough push and he indicated that it wouldn't surprise him if Chester Warrior could win on Debu Warren. So it's an interesting two-year-old race to kick off proceedings. Yes, 
not, I suppose not a lot would surprise me. I, I was thinking River Ribble was a bit of value, and now he's probably getting into questionably whether he's a little bit under the odds. But I do think he's promising. I liked what he did in his first prep. I liked the way he was able to, to quicken down nicely to win, break his maiden last start at Cranbourne. He obviously rises in grade, but I think he's got some upside, and I think he can settle into a reasonable position. And if they are avoiding the fence even early in the day, then he's not going to be dictated to and being pushed down there. There you go with six out of three. Torch you could, who clashes with Thronbone again. He's got a weight turnaround in his favour. He's had a gap between runs, but from a good draw with Craig Williams aboard, I think he's there to run well. Thronbone goes up in weight for, for beating Torch you could, and then he's won again since. So it's logical that he does go up in weight. He looks promising. And five, Chopin. Another last start maiden winner, I thought, might be next best. Probably gets a touch off the speed from that draw, but should be strong late. 6-3-1-5. Are you with this well-backed commodity for the Freemans in River Ribble as well, Gator? And, uh, I'm leaning to the Thronbone form, and as a consequence, I'm tipping uh, you could to turn the tables. 3.7 lengths is a significant margin, Um However, Torture could was some four wide. You know, I know there's only one turn at Caulfield, and um, I'm assuming he'd be fitter for that. I'm assuming he'll get a softer run, and obviously the relative weights advantage um, were the factors in why I came to that conclusion. Thrombone was really strong winning at 1,200 last time, though, and he held off a really good field. Um, I think the third horse got a lot of time for. The runner-up was a, an impressive debutante. Uh, the fourth horse, I think, went to Adelaide last week and went terrific as well, so... Uh, Chopin interests me as well. Beat South of Houston on debut. That horse was a, a trial star and a dollar fifty chance. They beat the rest easily. Um, interestingly, uh, you can sort of tie that form in uh, to some extent, um, given it be one that River Ribble uh, contested a trial with. You know if that helps. Um, and there's River Ribble certainly, um, certainly in the game. Was a neat win first up. So I went to three one. Five and six. Do you have River River leading here, Mark? No, I didn't. Uh, Gareth, it, it can jump and go forward somewhere, but I thought maybe Cusack would punch up from the inside one. And Willow likes to ride him forward, so you'd imagine Taught You Could would be up there as well. River River won't be far away. I think it's the best for the day. I like the Merchant Prince form from last campaign. It went for a spell, trolled terrific going into that first up win, just set outside the speed, had total control of the race the whole way, and put paid to them in two strides. And I think it will do the same here to beat number one, Thronbone. All you can do is win. It's doing that and doing it well. The wide draw may be no disadvantage here. Three taught you could. Impressive before a spell. Didn't have much luck first up and fitter. And five, Chopin, who chased well to win first up. I just think this is a touch harder. I think six will win. Six, one, three, and five. So Warren Huntley with the six, three, one, and five. Uh, Gator with the three taught you could. Over the 1, 5 and 6, and Mark Hunter really keen as the best of the day to kick off proceedings are at Caulfield with River Ribble for Anthony and Sam Friedman. So 6, 1, 3 and 5 there for Mark Hunter in the, the first. The two-year-olds go over the 1,400 metres in at race number two, and scratchings are clear here, Nicole. Number eight, Boogie Dancer, the favourite. $2 out to two fifteen. So a drift on the favourite early here. Number one, Manhattan Thunder has been specced. Three thirty into three dollars ten. Berkeley Square, number three, eight dollars into six fifty. So some money for it as well. Black Max, number two, six fifty out to eight fifty. Number five, Bel Air, fourteen dollars and solid in the market. Credible analyses, number four, nineteen out to twenty six. And Sir Torabeel, number seven, is thirty four out to forty one as well. And dictionary on the drift, number six, forty one out to eighty one. But Manhattan Thunder 
Matilda's been well back, number one, and Berkeley Square as well, number three. Okay, Gata, you were keen on Boogie Dancer with your game plan on Thursday. In fact, I think you made her the best of the weekend. Do you, do you still have the confidence with her there? Oh, look, I've, I've been more confident with the best bet, but in order to label one, I think she's she's the, the best over the, the 19 races, Melbourne-Sydney, that we covered on Thursday. Um, Donald Wynn was strong beat. Jenny Germain, who's no slouch, won again. Uh, really impressive win at Hillside. That was a good field. I think there's a lot of promising horses in that. She smashed them, ran time, 1,400 tick. Uh, Black Max raced tight on debut, good to the line, strong win at start number two in useful time. There were gaps behind. Manhattan Thunder, really good debut when after stumbling at the start. Fastest the four 1,100-metre races that day. And Berkeley Square resumed, sat back, debut at Geelong, ran over Legio. Tennis Centre on OK in a handy midweeker. Uh, so that's my order, 8213. Mark Hunter, what are you doing here in the second? I think Boogie Dancer will just win, Gareth. It's a horse that's getting better with racing. No luck on debut. Be the smart horse, as Gator said, their second go, and just blew them away at Sandian. I think it's strong. It'll go forward, get a nice run. It's fit, and it'll win. I think if there's a dangerous number three, Berkeley Square, who tried well going into that first win and was very impressive, resumes from a spell. Gate won a little concern. One Manhattan Thunder was a terrific win on debut. I just think it's not easy to go from 11 to 14 second start. And then number two, Black Max, who looks like it'll run the distance. This is a harder race. I'd say place best. I think eight will win from three, one and two. Confident start to the card for Mark Hunter there with the, the two-year-old races to kick off proceedings. What about you here, Warren Huntley? Um, can't please get a speed map and then your tips? Don't know if the speed's that clearly defined here. Gareth, knowing the way Jamie Carr likes to ride, and she did comment that Boogie Dancer was a little bit soft in the mouth after winning on her last start, so I would be surprised if she's not reasonably positive. Sir Torrebeal out wider, potentially rolling forward. number of these horses, as Mark said, Manhattan Thunder goes from 1,100 to 1,400, so from barrier two, he's going to hold a spot a little bit closer, but he's also got to be able to relax at a 1,400-metre tempo. So, look, I thought Boogie Dancer would be in the first couple, and I like the way she's going. I like her as a great winning bet today, I think. And there'll be support for others, so I think we'll get better than the price that Nicole Thomas just outlined there. So I'm keen on her boogie dancer. I think she can get into a spot like the fact that Jamie Carr's had a ride on her. She understands a little bit of her idiosyncrasies, and she's a good rider regardless, let alone when she's starting to get to know a horse and thought she had a few quirks. So, gee, I think she'll relish the 1,400 metres. She'll get through the ground, and I like her. Eight ahead of one Manhattan Thunder, who does have the challenge of going from 11 to 1,400 metres, but also one of the riders with the, the best hands in the business, Damien Lane, aboard. So that will help Manhattan Thunder cope with if any potential tempo changes there. Black Max was strong winning last start. I think there's some depth to that form. And Berkeley Square on the fresh side, who was strong winning on debut. Keen on eight, ahead of one, two and three. So the team keen on the, the filly there for Peter Moody and Jamie Carr, Boogie Dancer. So eight, one, two and three for Warren Huntley. Gators best of the day is Boogie Dancer, eight, two, one and three. And Mark Hunter also extremely bullish about Boogie Dancer's chances, eight, three, one and two there for Mark Hunter. We'll take a break and then we'll come back and look at a tough Phillies and Mares race, which is the third at Caulfield over the 1400 men. Opinion and selections for today's Melbourne Racing. RSN 927's Saturday panel. 20 past eight, we're up to race number three. If you're just joining us for our preview at Caulfield, and we're, at the moment we're competing 
on a soft five with the rail out six metres. Race number three is a tough race for the punters to sort out. It's for the Phillies and Mares at benchmark 70. And Nicole Thomas is only the one scratching here, which was the two, Miss Gobkane. There is. It's very open, but Manouche has been backed number six, $5 into $4.20 favourite. Unusual Culture number four has also been specced, $7 into $6. Awapuni Princess number five, six fifty out to seven. Derived number three, 10 into $9. She's a dandy. Uh, this has been backed at a nice price, number 11, $19 into the $10 quote. Lady Diora number 14, $13. Got out to 16 is into $11 now. Passione number nine, $11 out to 14 on the drift. Salt Bay number 13, also so a drifter, 9.50 out to 15. Kalili Ace, number 12, 13 out to 17. Amika, number one, is out to 21 from 15. Starlight Scope, number seven, also a drifter out to the 23. Mississippi, number eight, 31 into 26. Slight specking there. Minyinga, number 10, 26 out to 31. And Adkey, number 15, is $41 and solid in the market. So good support for Manoush, the favourite now. And she's a dandy. Good support at decent odds. Benny Hayes mentioned that Amica's first up for the camp, but she hasn't really been out of work after being purchased by Lindsay Pike Kite. So um, Amica is a $21 chance in this race. Unusual culture will be ridden um, with a sit today from that wide gate. She's second up this prep after coming from New Zealand for the Mara Eustace team. And uh, what else did we find out today? She's a dandy. Greg Gurell said she's running to she's ready to run a, a big race first up. And interesting to hear from Nicole that she's had a bit of support um, resuming here this afternoon. Mark Hunter, what about your speed map and tips here? Probably got Adkey crossing down to the fence. Gareth and leading from gate three with Starlight Scope going forward out wide, and maybe Passion and Manouche can get good runs just behind them. I don't really like the race. I'll tip number six, Manouche, who. I think just runs 1,400 metres. It was good first up, finishing off well on a soft track. It should get a lovely cosy run, which will help it get the distance. It's the one they have to beat, to beat number three, Derive. Derive's racing itself into form, gets the blinkers on for the first time. Five-hour pretty princess. I think 1,400 metres is going to be a challenge, but it's racing well, and four unusual culture, who I thought was just okay first up. I'm pleased to hear he'll be ridden quieter, and fitter should be running on you know, six, three, five, and four. And Brad Taylor also mentioned that Billy Egan gets on really well with Arapuni Princess. And if the brakes go her way, Warren, um, she'll be in the finish. But she's a horse that usually catches your eye without winning. That's true, Gareth. And uh, Billy Egan's had varying opinions about whether 1,400 metres would suit. And you just couldn't be conclusive that she's going to run 1,400. I think if you're playing in the race, she's got to go in. If you're playing multiples, I thought around about the $5. Manoush was a great each-way play. She ran well behind Matty Hill and his good mate's horse in uh, and Clint Hutchison involved in Hello Broadcast, midweek level, but a strong race, that race for a midweek race, taking on the boys there. I think this is a lovely option, second up for her, up to 1,400 metres. And I agree with Mark. I think Manoush will get a nice run just behind, particularly Adke rolling forward and crossing and setting a reasonable tempo. Six for me, ahead of three, Derive, who I think's come back well. She gets the blinkers on here, claim for Jacob Opperman. Four unusual culture with a slightly quieter ride, tongue tie going on today, and, and five Awapuni Princess. Don't think you can play models in the race and leave her out, but she has to be a query at the end of 1400 metres. Six each way ahead of three, four, and five. Are you with the Cadolphin filly here as well, Gator? Yeah, I think so. I agree with Ted. It was a strong race. She contested first up. She's not a star, but she ran well enough in it. Uh, she did beat home a subsequent group one when Al Patroness last prep. Um, and I've got her mapping well also, but, you know, um, so that, well, I've led that way. 
Uh, unusual Glorious, no match at all for the Quinella, uh, but they're in quick time. Uh, that was first up, she'd be better for that. Um, Alapuni Princess and Passioni are in the game. Uh, typically challenging, 70 race, 6, 4, 5 and 9. So Warren's with Manoush, 6, 3, 4 and 5. So was Gator, 6, 4, 5 and 9. And Mark Hunter also with Manoush. With Damien Oliver aboard for James Cummings. So 6, 3, 5 and 4 for Mark Hunter in the third. Let's have a look at uh, race four. This is for the three-year-old stays over the 2,400 metres. And Turin's the only scratching here, the six, Nicole. There's been excellent money here for Sing for Peace, number five. It's the favourite now, $7 into $3.80. Forrest Diamond's been solid in the market, number three, at the $4 quote. Duke of Hastings, number one, $4.40 into $4.20. Number four, Shadow Hawk, $3.80 out to $4.80. So on the drift there. And Calm Sir, number two, $5 out to seven. Kintsugi Bell, number nine. This is a decent roughie, $41 into 23. Bad Boy Bobby, number seven, 17 out to 26. And Cheeky Fox, number eight, 151 and solid. So some excellent money for the favourite Sing for Peace, number five, and interesting money for Kintsugi Bell, number nine. Okay, um, it is a fascinating race here, Warren. Which form line did you lean to in uh, this contest? I'm leaning to the to the Calm Sir, Forest Diamond, Shadow Hawk form okay. line here, Gareth, and I'm quite keen on Forest Diamond here. Interesting chat you had with Ben Brisbane saying they're going to try and just get that little bit. Off the, the speed, don't know if the speed's clearly defined here. Maybe Duke of Hastings and Bad Boy Bobby, but I don't know if there's an absolutely clearly defined leader here. But I do think the the claim for Alana Kelly here is a real positive and just trying to have her that little bit coiled up to use a, a turn of foot late. Don't think she can be improving at this stage of the prep, but gee, I think she's going well and any rain through the days are positive. I think she's one of the better bets on the card. Quite keen on her. Three, Forest Diamond. Had a one, Duke of Hastings, who got a lovely run through the field. Great ride from Harry Coffey and he was the strongest late. Storm King was incredible in that race. Ben Brisbane could line that form up. Be interesting to know what his take would be, how he would line up. Storm King with uh, with Forest Diamond because that's the form line through Duke of Hastings and gee, I, I think Forest Diamond can measure up well here. Four Shadow Hawk in the same race was the one that was stopped in his tracks turn into the home straight. In the end, he was solid to the line and Calm Sir, who won that race, goes up in the weights but did win in the manner of a horse who can at least be competitive in stronger grade. Keen on three out of one, four and two. Now, I think Ben Brisbane's keen on Forest Diamond as well. He didn't really hesitate when I asked him What's the best from the stable for the day? Of course, they got cooled a, a big chance a later on, Gators. So that was a good push for Forrest Diamond. Which way are you going here? Yeah, look, um, it's a competitive race. A couple of the key lead-up races were really uh, truly run, so a proper test of endurance. Uh, Duke of Hastings came through one of those. Certainly had the last crack at uh, Storm King and then was strong enough to the line. Um, first go 2,100, but that shapes is OK, given that tempo as a reference. Shadow Hawk didn't have the momentum. Of the winner, Calm Sir, um, picked up and hit the line second quickest, four and a half kilo swing. There's Forrest Diamond with a six kilo swing on Calm Sir. But Calm Sir, of course, won the race with clear running and he stayed best um, out of the host, simply. So, um, yeah, look, it's, I, I, I'm not as um, clear cut as, as my learned colleague. One, four, two, three for me. Interesting that Gator and Warren here, Mark, they've left his favourite Sing for Peace out of their top four. Are you taking on this this favourite as well? I think it will win, Gareth. I'm very keen. I think it's too good for these horses. It's had two goes on tight tracks, Maui and Wodonga. Didn't really handle either of them, I don't think. It's had three wide at Wodonga, challenged on the turn. Wasn't a very good feel, but rallied and ran away from them. I think getting out to 2,500 metres is ideal. I can't see much tempo. I reckon Willow will go forward. Take the race by the scruff of the neck, and I think Sing for Peace is a 
pretty promising horse that'll be too good for these to beat number nine, Kintsugi Bell, who comes through that calm surf form line. All it's ever needed, this horse, is blinkers. It gets them here. It'll stay all day. John McNeil to ride. Three Forest Diamond. Been up a long time, but the claim for Alona Kelly and the wet track are perfect. And four Shadow Hawk, who ran into a bit of trouble there last time, should have finished closer. And I think as long as we don't get too much rain, Shadow Hawk's in the mix as well. But I'm keen on five to win. Five, nine, three, and four. So Warren's with the three and keen on Forest Diamond over the one, four, and two. Duke of Hastings to keep on winning for Gator. One, four, two, and three. Mark Hunter keen on Sing for Peace, the 380 uh, market leader for Patrick Payne and Craig Williams. So five, nine, three, and four for Mark Hunter there in the fourth. Race number five is over the 2,400 metres. Scratch the two, WT, and he's the only scratching here, Nicole. Yeah, good support for the top two in the market here. No effort number three is the favourite. 380 into 320. Got into 310 at one point. Number 12, T Waters has also been back. 650 into $5. Number six, Chains of Honour. 650 into the $6 quote. Virago number nine, 750 out to $8. Ruben number one, it's $11 into 10. Eureka Street number four, $13 out to 18. Five Royal Crown, also a drifter, 15 out to $18. 10 Reflect the Stars, 13 out to 18. Number eight, Rolls, $15 out to the nine. $19 quote. Number seven, Token Spirit, 19 out to 21. And Young Hostess, number 11, 19 out to the $31. Uh, so no effort. Really well back, number three. And also T Waters, number 12. Yeah, this is a Vobus Gold Stayers race. So no effort. She gets in well here, only carrying 58 Gator. Um, and Gavin Bedcourt's confident that she'll, she'll get the trip of 2,400 metres. He can't understand why people are questioning it. Well, she's never been at it. Yes. So uh, I simply don't know. Um, and neither to see, probably, but um, with respect. But um, she brings in the best last start performance, um, I think by a fair margin as well. Uh, what a phenomenal effort that was from her last time. Set a fearsome speed with 13 lengths above average, and then I pushed the button 500 from home. She shot away and was run down right on the line by Dagler, and he's a shocker. Both terrific last week in another strong race. So... If she runs the trip, I think she's your winner. Um, T Waters is the one guaranteed to run the trip. He took about 35 minutes to wind up uh, first up. Uh, when he did, though, he zoomed his last 100. That derby placing to Hitotsu and Allegra on is, is easy to like. Um, so I've just lent that way over no effort, but um, been wrong before. Token Spirit, I think, is the value in the race. The last time he was at a staying trip, he thrashed Ruba, who, um, who won... Uh, well, recently, and, and must have a case. 12, 3, 7, and 1. Mark Hunter, do you have rolls in front and no effort just sitting off off rolls here? Yeah, it was interesting. Listen to Gavin, uh, Gavin Bedgood say that they'd be happy to take a sit. Rolls has got the blinkers off, but you would imagine still probably takes the lead from no effort and they control the race from there. I'm with Gator with T Waters. I thought that run was really good first up. It powered through the line. They've taken the blinkers off, put the visors on. Craig Williams jumps on. You would imagine a quiet ride from that outside gate and be strong, that Victoria Derby placing. It held its ground really well through the line here to beat number five, Royal Crown, who won the race last year. I think the horse is going pretty well on really heavy ground, so a, a better surface is no negative. Six chains of honour, hard and fit from recent hurdling, Jamie Carter ride, and seven token spirit. I completely agree that Rue before mine from last campaign. It's been in and scratched quite a few times. It's going well, had the massive weight last time, and it's ready to improve. 12, 5, 6, and 7. So you're taking on no effort here over the trip? Well, just at the... I'm, I'm certainly not saying it won't run it, and I wouldn't be... I wouldn't fall over dead if it won the race, but at the price, it just has to prove it runs the... 
runs the uh, 2400, so I'll, I'll bet against it. All right, then. What are you doing here, Warren? With two waters also, I think his run last start was terrific. He was first up at the, the 2,000 metres, so you'd think he'd take some improvement out of that, gets the blinkers off and the visor on, and although he'll end up back in the field, he'll probably have clear air, be able to roll into the race when he wants to. I think first up, he was back near the inside, and he really only angled out into the clear the last 150 metres or so. It didn't build full momentum until he was almost at the line. I think the rise to 2,400 metres suits 12 for me. He had a 3-no effort. Wouldn't shock me at all if she runs the trip. You trust Gavin Bedge, good to know he's mayor. Late in life to be getting out to this trip, but she hasn't been with Gavin the whole career, and she's had a nice tick-over jump out in between runs. You know she's so honest. She'll give a sight, and she, way the race shapes up, if she can just get a little camp on rolls for a while and then uh, wind it up for a while, it might necessarily be a, a true test from a fair way out over 2,400. Nine for Argos going well. Since he's joined the Paddy Ryan stable, he's flying. This is a tougher race, but any rain through the day would be a positive. Ollie takes over and one Rubers consistent. Got the favours last start, but no reason to think he couldn't be competitive. Thought 12 and 3 were the key runners. 12, 3, 9, 1. So the team keen on the three-year-old taking on the older horses here. T Waters for Archie Alexander and Craig Williams. 12, 3, 9 and 1 for Warren. Gators with the 12 from the 3, 7 and 1. And Mark Hunter with uh, the 12 from the 5, 6 and 7, 8.33. We'll take a break and we'll come back and look at the quaddy legs at Caulfield. Opinion and selections for today's Melbourne Racing. RSN 927's Saturday panel. 8.35, Gareth Hall with you, along with Warren Huntley, David Gately, Mark Hunter and Nicole Thomas on the Saturday morning previewing Bletchingly Stakes Day at Caulfield. It's a soft five, rail out six metres, but looking out the window here in the city, uh, the rain is falling. It's not heavy, but there's a little bit of rain around. So Tim Bailey will be joining Matty Stewart and Dan Malecki for race day mornings just after 10 o'clock for a track update, and hopefully he'll have... Uh, um, some more news regarding the radar and how much rain Caulfield is expecting today. James Cummings is also joining the team along with Ronnie Duffersey. Tim Wilson from First Light Racing, Shay Nichols. We'll have a chat to Dan and Matty. Uh, Chris Beaumont, Shay Eden and also Wally Dalzill will join the team straight after the interstate hour here on RSN Saturday race day morning. Let's have a look at race six. Now this is the first leg of the quaddy for the three-year-olds over the 1,200 metres, and you can scratch the 10 Daily Bugle, the 12 on Minnesota, and the 13 here, Red Fox, Nicole Thomas. Yeah, number two, Peshero. It's been really well back. Just in the last few minutes or so, it's gone from three forty into $2.80 and opened $4, so it's an excellent move for the favourite. Sandy Prince has been sold in the market, number eight, at the $4 quote. Number six, Pounding. Good support for it, $15 into $6. Number three, Cooled, four eighty out to $6.50. Four, Attractable, 11 out to the $15 quote. Number nine, Big Apple, 17 into 16 Lloyd's Crown, number five, is 15 out to $17. Number one, Jigsaw, a big drifter, 11 out to 20 one Subuma number seven, fifteen out to twenty-one dollars, and I am more big ruffy number eleven, one hundred and one out to one hundred and twenty-six dollars. But Peshero, incredibly well back number two, but very good money as well for pounding number six. Okay, Trent Buston gave Peshero a good push this morning, and so did Benny Hayes with Sandy Prince, who's first up, and currently at four dollars. Where do you think these two favourites get to here, Mark Hunter? I would think the most likely leader here, Gareth, is Lloyd's Crown at 1,200, but there's good speed. Your cool will be handy at that distance. I am more handy. And from out wide, horses like Sandy Prince and probably Jigsaw up there as well. So I think they'll run along. I'm keen the way the race sets up for number six pounding. 
who should have beaten Pasiro last campaign at 1,400 metres. Now, panning resumes. It's been trialling well. It's got Jamie Carter ride, which is a massive plus. I'm looking for it to be midfield or a touch worse in the widest lane, get to the outside, and I think Pounding will rip, rip at these each way to beat number eight, Sandy Prince, whose model of consistency just never runs badly. May well be drawn the right part of the track. It's trial terrific. Four attractable, been in and scratched recently. Looks to be going nicely. We're running on. And two Pashiro, just worried about that little setback. Five weeks between runs, 60 kilos and staying at 1,200 metres. I'll go six, eight, four and two. What are you doing here, Warren? I'm putting a few in the quaddy, Gareth. I thought Pashiro... If he's right following that blood profile that they weren't happy with last week and he's going to get a race shape where he's going to be able to balance up and be strong to the line, then he's got a great chance. And I think he's got the class to be able to, to carry the 60 kilos and be right in it. Two, for me, he had eight Sandy Prince. Looks to have trialled up really nicely for the... Lindsay Park operation, crossover noseband and Craig Williams on first up, but he might be punching forward. I'm sure Craig will have a plan from that draw, but he looks to be coming to hand really well, as does number six, Pounding. Mark referenced the, the meeting between Pounding and Pasiro earlier in their careers. I think they'll both be hitting the line strongly, and three cooled. I'm including Lana Kelly from an inside draw. She can perhaps tuck in just behind the speed rather than uh, be there leading, and, and I think Goes in the quaddy and he's in the mix. Two for me, ahead of eight, six and three. Your confident levels here, Gator? Uh, not high, but I think it's a really good race. And the Phillies race following it as well. Um, some tremendous depth to uh, both these races. Look, I'm with Pastiro, um, but, but share the concerns. Um, you know, he's got to give them weight. So, he, you know, in theory, he has to be better than them. I mean, he was better than, than Pounding when they clashed. He cruised into that race. He won it well. Pounding powered home. Um, and he was good first up in a fast race for Ciro, but, uh, yeah, when the words blood profile are, are linked together, it makes me nervous. We tried to go for a run after a virus. It doesn't end well generally. Um, cool, his form is terrific if he's elite straight races and he's elite 1,000-metre races. Uh, Sandy Prince, I loved his jump out. Canning, I loved his trial. Um, so they're all in, but um, finding an order was the challenging part. Two... Where are we? Two, three, eight, and six. So Warren Huntley and David Gately both with uh, Pashiro here in race six, and Trent Buston gave his three-year-old a good push this morning. So two, eight, six, and three for Warren. Gators with the two from the three, eight, and six, and Mark Hunter keen on pounding for Peter Moody and Jamie Carr. Six, eight, four, and two. Race seven, as Gator just pointed out, this is a ripper for the three-year-old fillies over the 1,200 metres. The one she's all class came out um, this morning. She's just got a bit of a temperature, so she'll be saved for another day. You can take out the 14, Forbidden City, the 15, Hypothetical, and uh, the 18 here, California Blaze, Nicole. Yeah, just note there's a 10 cent deduction overall with those scratchings. And number three, Snapped has been well back the favourite, $4 into $2.90. Chain of Lightning, number two's also been specced, $4.60 into $3.80. Number six, Size, 7 into $6.50. Mrs. Chrissy, number 13, $15 into $12. Amathuba, number 10, 15 out to 17 Nicolite, number 12, is 17 out to the $19 quote. Number four, Commands the Field, $21 and solid. Sister Vianney, number nine, is 17 out to $21. Dazzling Lucy, 
number seven, 21 out to 23. Lempicka number eight, it's a roughie that's been supported, 51 into 34. Spinning number 16, 26 out to $34. Throntari number 17, 31 out to 34. Butter Blonde number five, 41 out to 51. Lovey May number 11 is 61 out to $71. And Inviva number 19 is also a drifter out to the 71 from $61 quote. But good money for Snapped, the favourite here, number three, and also second favourite, Chain of Lightning. Yeah, she's been well back snapped after that impressive jump out. So she's at $2.90, but I guess as Brad Taylor pointed out, the racing manager for the Freedmans this morning, Warren, we'll just see whether barrier number one is the barrier that you want by the time race seven comes around. Hard to see it being an advantage by this stage of the day. She probably holds a spot from that draw out wider. Mrs. Chrissy, Butter Blonde, Chain of Lightning probably inject the speed into the race, and I think there'll be reasonable speed. I thought number six, Cy, was uh, an unlucky runner last start, just looking for the run that ultimately the winner, Ojo San, got and just got shut out. You can mount a case to say that she was travelling as well as the horses that ran first and second on that occasion. So I think the way the race sets up with reasonable speed and in an even race, number six, Cy, each way is the way I would be playing it. Linda Meach will be behind that speed. She'll have clear air when she needs it in the home straight. I'm hoping six for me ahead of three. Snapped, who will need some luck from that inside draw, but looks to be coming to hand well. She was very good early in her first preparation, and her jump outs indicate she's come back well. Tongue tie comes off for this prep. Jane of Lightning will be up there riding the speed, number two and ten. Amethuba, I thought won very well last start. There was some unlucky runs behind, but looks to get through the, the ground quite well if there is any more rain through the course of the day. Six each way for me, ahead of three, two and ten. Which way did you lean here, Gator? Uh, look, I was oscillating between uh, Snapped and Chain of Lightning for, um, what did I have, eight minutes? Uh, that was about the the time frame. I, believe, I just went to, to Snapped, um, liked the trial, broke a trip record on debut, of course, and then won like a good horse at the Valley. Thrashed a horse called Miss Melbourne, so you can half tie in with a few of these from through that size sort of um, four mine. And, and then the forgive run in the group three. Our Chain of Lightning... Led, kicked, first run for the stable. Go and watch that replay. Watch this girl 100 metres after the line. She's powering away from them. Um, love seeing that. She ran fast time, and she'll be out off that inside section. So uh, big, big danger to us. Sai, not a misnomer. I went for the same run as I just as Ted referenced, and, I mean, we'll never know, but um, for mine, I think she should have gone close to... Uh, being first at the end of the race. And uh, again, agree with Terry. I think Amathuba's the best roughie here. 3 2 six, ten. Mike Hunter, your speed map and tips here for the three year old Phillies race? Uh, yeah, I think Warren sort of said Mrs. Chrissy and Butter Blonde is the most likely leader. Snapped. Bit slow out of the recent jump out. Could find itself in a tricky spot back there. You would imagine Chain of Lightning rolls across on the shoulder of Butter Blonde and gets a good run. And from out wide, Lovey May may take its chance and press forward. So the speed should be genuine. I can't get a great feel for the race, Gareth. I'll tip number two, Chain of Lightning, who's two wins before joining Peter Moody were terrific. It just led, never going to lose the other day. Looks like it can come across with Butter Blonde, get a good run just off the speed and go with it to win to beat number 10, Amethuba. It won really well last time. Craig Williams parking fifth or sixth behind the speed, getting out and running on. But eight limb picker just has no luck in its races. Finally draws to be in a good spot and get every chance. And seven dazzling Lucy, just with no weight down the middle, had a little, plant, a little chance with 51 kilos. I'll go 2, 10, 8 and 7. And a tough race, Warren Huntley, is with the 6 here. Sigh over the 3, 2 and 10. 
gate as we snap the well-back favourite, 3, 2, 6 and 10. And Mark Hunter with the impressive winner. First up for Peter Moody at Caulfield last start, Chain of Lightning. 2, 10, 8 and 7. We'll take a break. It's right on a quarter to nine on the other side of it. We'll preview the final two races, including the Group 3 feature, the Bletchingly Stakes, and then we'll also get the team's best bets and their quaddies for this Caulfield meeting. Opinion and selections for today's Melbourne Racing. RSN 927's Saturday panel. The feature event at Caulfield is the big screen company, Bletchingly Stakes, wait for age over the 1,200 metres. And uh, the scratchings here for the feature event are clear. So the full field of 10 going around here, Nicole, what's the market doing? We've got two equal favourites at the $5 quote, King of Sparta and Maleva or Maleva. King of Sparta has been solid at that $5 quote, but Maleva was the favourite, $4 out to the $5 quote, so a big drift on the original favourite. Scalopini, the Queenslander, number two, it's been good money for it, $13 into $6.50. Number six, Oxley Road, a drifter, $5.50 out to $6.50. Streets of Avalon, there was early, uh, earlier money during the week, number one, $8 into seven overall. Maria Mia, number 10, seven out to $7.50. So Tutorial Splendors be met with some good recent support. Number four, $11 into $8.50. Felicia, number nine, 18 into 17. William Thomas, number five, 15 out to the $23 quote. And ASAR, number three, also a drifter, 21 out to 26. But excellent money for the Queenslander, Scalapini here, number two. Okay, let's hear from Scalapini's co-trainer, Stephen O'Day. Uh, yeah, he's probably, I think he's a better horse probably again at, uh, at 14. Um, but look, uh, as I say, nice and fresh, and, and, and he's got that good record when he's on the fresh side. So, you know, maps to get a nice run in the race, I think. Uh, should be able to hold a spot sort of midfieldish, and, you know, there looks to be nice speed in the race. So, um, yeah, we know he'll be nice and strong late, and, um, yeah, no, I think he should go really well. Do you give the Queenslander a hope here, David Gately? Yeah, I do. I think he's well and truly up to winning this race uh, on, on quality, on, on all these figures and time. The query was, for me, is six weeks between runs enough time to be fresh enough to win at 1,200? Um, and my conclusion was no, but um, he's one of the seven. I think they can win it um, in a really tough race, obviously. You've got seven winning hopes, in my humble. Um, King of Sparta, he disappointed me a bit first up in the Healy. Um, he surged four to the 200, and then his last 200 wasn't flash, but he just race tight in between runners and I don't think that's his go and working off the noms I thought I just don't want to draw gate one comes up with gate one so now I don't know what to do but um anyway I'm with him Oxley Road uh look gets another go he disappointed me first up as well um but that was a tough track um if the rain hasn't come it's going to be hard to beat Maliva won that race of course Monash it was a busy finish they all sort of crossed the line together Streets of Avalon's good enough. He's only a seven-year-old. He's been around 100 years. And Maria Mia ran well in the Australia Stakes. Crossed the line with Streets of Avalon that, that night as well. So, um, and there's Scalapini and uh, Tutorial Splendor. So, in short, I don't know. But I'll go seven, six, eight, and one. Yeah, Shane Nichols will be joining Dan Malecki and Matty Stewart a little later on um, for our race day morning show there just after 10 o'clock. And... Um, you have to respect him, especially around Caulfield over the 1,200 metres here, Mark Hunter. Yeah, I thought he might troll a bit better. Gareth, yeah. he might need this run. Look, I, all things being equal, King of Sparta, I think, would blow this field away. But Gator mentioned Gate 1, the worst possible draw it could draw. It's going to get back in the field. 
Uh, I think, well, the inside you would have to think by now is cast, so don't have to get away from the fence and probably doesn't want more rain to fall. So it just throws the race completely up in the air for me. I'll tip it on top, but wary now to beat number 10, Maria Mia, who has certainly improved since going to Joseph Pride. I think it goes forward, probably sits in the best part of the track for Jamie Carr and suited at 1,200. Eight Maliva, I don't think it runs a strong 1,200. It'll loom up and be in the right spot to challenge at the 200. And then I think we'll paddle the last 100. Maybe it's just in the right place at the right time and sticks its head out again. And two Scalopini, at least it'll run a strong 1,200. It'll be coming out of the pack and running on. So seven was the only horse I could back. I've just got things in the back of my mind here, seven, ten, eight, and two. Yeah, and Paul Snowden was super confident with King of Sparta, but he agrees with you too. Just that inside gate, he'll need a, a gem of a ride by Jai McNeil, who's the man to definitely do that, Warren Huntley. But this is a tough bletchingly to work out this year. I think I've had about five different takes on this race, and when we see how the race is playing by race eight, I, I might have a, another take on it. I do think the way the track's likely to be playing, that number 10, Maria Mia, will be... Travelling well with clear air, perhaps some cover on what looks like a reasonable speed and able to get to the right part of the track. So I'm leaning 10 Maria Mia. If 7 King of Sparta can get the run that it's going to be a challenge for Jai McNeil from that inside draw, then I think he'll also be storming home. Loved his tick over trial between runs and he'll probably be fitter with that run in Brisbane under the belt. Snowden's are so good at identifying the right horses to come down here and, and target these types of, of races at group level. Two Scalopini, I think, will also be strong late. And six, Oxley Road. Wouldn't even be surprised if the rain continues to see Oxley Road come out as a, as a late scratching. I doubt Peter Moody would run him on a track soft six or worse. But at this stage, I'm thinking that if the ground holds up the way it is, then he goes in. Ten, seven, two and six. So Warren with uh, Maria Mia for Joe Pride and Jamie Carr takes the ride there. So... 10, 7, 2 and 6. David Gately with the 7. King of Sparta over the 6, 8 and 1. And Mark Hunter also with King of Sparta. 7, 10, 8 and 2. But it'll pay to watch uh, how this uh, track's playing and also how much rain we get um, throughout the day by the time we get to the Bletchingley Stakes. Let's have a look at race number 9 on the program. And uh, this is a benchmark 78 over the 1,400 metres. And you can scratch the 5, Night Passage, the 12, Sig Positano, and the 13, Sir Callahad, along with Ruben Moss, the 19, here, Nicole Thomas. It's a very open race, this one. Number four, Lucky Decision, the favourite. Five out to $5.50. Here to Shock's been backed. Number 20, $13 into $6. Turbo number 14 is five out to $7. Palanco number six has also been backed. $11 into $8.50. Number 11, Mayfair Spirit, 10 into $9. Two Mr. Exclusive, eight out to $9.50. Number 18, Beltoro, $17 into 11 So good support for it. Number seven, Sonnery, $19 into $14 there as well. Aguilette, number 15, 13 out to 16. Number one, Designer Chef, 13 out to the $21 quota. Big Drifter. Number nine, Dirty Deeds, 23 out to 26. Number eight, Think We're Due, 31 out to $34. 10, Heavenly Emperor, $51 out to 61. Number three, Swiss Hero, 71 out to 81. Brilliant Venture, number 16, is also out to 81 from 51. Never again, the Big Ruffy of the Field, number 17, 81 out to 151. So a very open race, but a couple that have been backed or a few at decent prices here to Shock number 20, Palenco number 6 and Bel Toro as well, number 18. Yeah, Brett Stanley gave here to Shock a pretty good push this morning when he found out that he was in the race first of all and we had a chat to him straight after that on the first word. So um, he's probably on speed as well here to Shock here, Mark Hunter. Your speed map and selections? 
Yeah, he is, Gareth. I thought Sonnery would lead from gate two here to shot from three forward and from out wide, probably Mr. Exclusive rolls forward and they, they take the race up on. And with four horses who went in the same race were all unlucky recently. I'll start with number 14, Turbo, who ran second, probably half missed the boat on the corner, got home well, jumped to 1,700 metres. Don't really know if it ran the di- distance. It was three and four wide, pressing forward and, and weakened to beat number 11, Mayfair Spirit. Comes through the same race, was jogging up behind them, ran into dead ends. Looked like it had plenty to offer. Fitter, J Carr takes over. Two Mr. Exclusive. It is ready to win. It was unlucky in the same race. Three kilo claim rolls forward on the speed. And six Palanca, who had no luck as well. I think if we get rain, we get down to a soft six, soft seven. Palanca's the horse in the race they'll be backing. Maybe not quite wet enough at the moment, so watch the weather during the day. I'll go 14, 11, 2 and 6. Yep, this is an interesting race and a tough race, I think, Warren to sort out as well. I agree, Gareth, but bit like Mark, I'm trusting that form line as much as anything behind he's our Bonneville. And Palenco was the one who, who, at a crucial stage, lost so much momentum, but loved the fact that he was able to pick himself up and, and still run through the line. He's had a gap between runs, but uh, that might mean that he's still got some spring in his step. and He's going to be a little bit off the speed with cover, and that might be the right place to be by this stage of the day, particularly if any more rain comes. Six out of 14 turbo, who comes through the same race and then covered ground, had a tough run out to 1,700 metres. Back to 1,400 metres, can't be a problem. Wouldn't think he'd be lacking anything in fitness with that run over more ground in between. Four lucky decisions, the the new blood. Might be testing 1,400 metres here first up, but he's jumped out recently alongside his stable mate who goes round earlier today from, from the Moody stable. So we'll get a handle on that form line. And, gee, oh, you could mount a case for a number of others. I put two Mr. Exclusive, who I agree with, with Mark might... Uh, might roll forward from that wider draw and be in the mix. So, yeah, we'll get a handle on lucky decision when we see pounding go around earlier. I'm with six ahead of 14, four and two. And Gator, what are you doing here in the last? Yeah, look, I'm going to stick with uh, with Turbo. His last 100 metres here in the He's Our Bonneville race was that of a really good horse. So, um, yeah, wide worked forward last time. He's a bit unlucky because they always win. But um, he uh, he didn't drop off too badly. Uh, lucky decision resumes three-year-old with 60 kilos, but it is very late in the season. He was a typical Peter Moody trial. He tried well, uh, nowhere near as well as Pounding, in my humble, but he was he was quite good. And um, he is a big danger. Polenko, uh, originally worried about the gate, but not so much now, um, given the scratchings and the likely pattern. And Mr. Exclusive, uh, the rain's come by race nine, uh, well and truly advantages him. So... They're probably all in the quaddy now. 14, 4, 6 and 2. So Warren with the 6 over the 14, 4 and 2. So he's with Polanco to have a little bit more luck here today. 14 for Gator, which of course is Turbo. And now David Bright Oak gave that horse a really good push once again. He he deserves to, to win a race this prep and he drops back to the 1400 today. So 14, 4, 6 and 2. And uh, Mark Hunter also with Turbo, the 14 from the 11, 2 and 6. And David Eustace did mention the team's best bet there today, or best chance, according to Dave, is uh, Mayfair Spirit, um, the 11 there with Jamie Carr aboard. Okay, Mark Hunter, your best for the day and a quaddie, please. My best, Gareth, race 1, number 6, River Ribble. My value, race 6, number 6, Pounding, my quaddie. First leg, 2, 4, 6 and 8. Second leg, Two, seven, eight, and ten. Third leg, seven, eight, and ten. And come home, two, four, six, eleven, and fourteen. Two, four, six, eleven, and fourteen. And uh, 
surely you heard a few whispers or you've done the form for day two of the Mildura Carnival? Neither. No, neither. It had a bit of a uh, non-tab look about it, Gareth, so okay. I gave it, a, gave it a wide berth. All right, no bet there for Mark Hunter at Mildura. So your best race, one, number six. Best value race at six, number six. Pounding, good luck today. Thank you. Warren Hutley, your best in the quaddy, please. Best for me, race two, number eight, Boogie Dancer, Gareth. Pretty keen race four, number three, Forest Diamond also. Quaddy first leg, two, three, six and eight. Second leg, two, three, six and ten. Third leg numbers two, four, six, seven and ten. And coming home with numbers two, four, six and fourteen. All right then, mate. Catch you tomorrow morning on Correct Weight. Looking forward to it, Gareth. There's Warren Hutley, David Gately. Your best in uh, Melbourne today? Uh, look, um, Boogie Dancer is the one uh, made our best for the day, mate. She's in race two. Race two, number eight, and a quaddy, please. And we're going to go Pasquero called Sandy Prince Pounding. So those numbers are two, three, eight, and six. We're going to go three, two, six, and ten. We're going to go seven, six, eight, one, ten. And we're going to go 14, 4, 6, and 2. That's a beautiful speed. Well done, oh. Gator. Um, sensational. You have your coffee, and we'll catch up with you in about five minutes' time for the Sydney preview to kick off our interstate hour. Good on you, mate. Roger. Right on 9 o'clock, that is the... And Nicole Thomas, thank you very much. Oh, it's been an absolute You're pleasure. Thank star, you. star, Nicole. Great to have you on the <laughs> team. Now, I've got to ask you, do you have a winner for us? I actually really like Boogie Dancer as well. Yes. I'm really glad it's had support on the panel as well. I just thought it was ultra impressive. Looks a promising filly and it's $2.15 still. I just checked and there's one at Doombin that I like as well. That's pretty short. Tarex, race seven, number 11. I think it looks well suited. And if you do multi them up, you get a better price, about $4.20 there, Gareth. I oh, love it. I reckon you would have dominated on the dance floor as well. Um, <laughs> that boogie that you can do. Get on your No Nicole. way. <laughs> have a good day. Thanks, you too. There's Nicole Thomas there.